Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. My name is Aid, and I will be one of your hosts for this evening. Uh, this evening being the night that we record show 104. Uh, sadly, sadly, Rachel can't be with us again this week. Um, uh, Graham, I think, is recovering from his massive loss last week. But um, I don't know, listeners, you judge the anger if you Not can. Not a minute. No, no, what? No, what? No, sorry, what? What? What was nothing, that? Nothing. What was that? Nothing. Sure? I can't. No. Sure? <laughs> positive? Can't. Positive? Yeah, yeah, I can put the explicit tag on it if you like. I still have bags under my eyes from the tears crying <laughs> at that. <laughs> Me too, but mine were of laughter. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you, Aid. Very well. I am sat here with a lukewarm miniature bottle of vodka, so <laughs> which I am swigging directly from. So I'm very much living the dream. Um, yeah, it's it's been a nice week. The sun has shone. I don't think I've done anything uh, remotely creative during the last week because work is absolutely mental. Um, but that's all right because there are plenty of people out there doing plenty of creative stuff that uh, means I can just live vicariously through them. And, and, and you've arranged to do that right now, haven't you? I absolutely have. So we have got uh, not one, but two gentlemen joining us this evening, which is very exciting because we don't very often get more than one person at a time. Um, and it sounds like one of them might be falling down the stairs even as we speak. So um, that's always good. Um, oh, no, I haven't moved. <laughs> anyway, joining us this evening, two people whose work I first started seeing on Instagram and then had to follow the, the links to YouTube to the videos because they do some pretty insane stuff. Uh, from all the way up in Scotland, we have Simon Riddell. And from all the way down in France, we have David Allen. Guys, how are you doing? Uh, good, how are you? Awesome. Simon, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, doing very well. Just, um, just poured a Prosecco, so it's all good. Good, very glad to hear. As Lucchini here, the listeners may have heard, um, Dave is not from France as such. He is uh, from America or somewhere like that. I don't know. Is it Canada or America you're from? They're all America, very similar. America. Philadelphia. America. Philadelphia. That's where they make the cheese. I know this about Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's spreadable. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So you guys, as I said, I first started seeing your work on Instagram um, and was instantly drawn to it for a number of reasons um because what you do is as i said fairly insane um and we will get into all of that um but first off because neither of you have been on before it'd be great to get a bit of background into who you are and and how what photography has been in your life so um si let's start with you um photography and in your in your life how have you come to photography how has photography come to be a thing that's such an important part of your life Okay, um, I guess a little bit of background then. Um, my dad was um, pretty much um, the person that got me into photography. Um, he um, he was obviously shooting film um, and um, gave me his uh, Canon AE1. Um, so I uh, I sort of came to photography um, about um, tail end of two thousand fifteen. Um, and you know, was just shooting 35 mil. Um, and then, um, I just, um, you know, sort of started experimenting a lot more with, um, you know, double exposures and things like that. Um, Dave's got a nice little trick. Um, it, you know, in fact, I didn't know that you could actually do a double exposure on an A1, um, until, um, I had a little combo with Dave. You always um, just need nowhere to press, man. 
<clears throat> yeah, press the ear, what buttons to press. Um, so, um, so yeah, um, I, I just sort of started experimenting a lot more with, uh, you know, different techniques and not, n- not just shooting, you know, standard pictures really. Um, and, um, you know, it, it really brought my, uh, you know, myself and dad together. So we would often go out and, and shoot, um, you know, um, different locations, you know, that you wouldn't really sort of think to go and walk to. Um, so we were into just sort of exploring and, um, you know, if ever we could use ropes or do something a little bit sketchy, um, just to make the adventure a little bit, you know, a little bit more interesting, that's what we would do. Um, so, uh, you know, and then I got into, um, you know, dark room, um, processes, um, and, um, yeah so so that's that's really what brought me to photography so your dad was obviously a, a very big influence on you throughout this yeah yeah absolutely yeah uh, complete pain in the backside as well um <laughs> obviously um he um you know it's always good to get um criticism um so you know literally every every shot that we were taking you know i, I would get uh, his influence on and uh, you know really brought me on um so um so yeah I'm, you know dad passed away in 2016 um and uh, you know that was a, a massive hit on me um but um thankfully i didn't you know lose any interest in photography in fact it just kind of spurred me on to do more and more and uh, you know now it, photography for me um it is 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 i guess an outlet um you know to uh, to being a bit calmer and you know just thinking things through i guess it's quite related to um you know mindfulness if uh, if anybody's sort of looked into that or, or practices that um sort of soaking up your environment um you know uh, feeling everything and and you know, just sort of putting that experience onto 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 film, really, um, is what I feel that I'm I'm doing when I'm when I'm doing my photography. Um, yeah. So it's actually sort of quite a meditative process. That's a hard word to say, isn't it? Meditative, meditative yeah. Process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one. It's yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, to the point where I've. I mean, when we're over. Um, you know, doing the searchlight positions um, with Dave. Um, I mean, we, we got to some really dangerous and sketchy stuff. But um, as soon as I um, put my uh, put my eye into the viewfinder, uh, it, it doesn't really matter what what's kind of going on. I uh, I feel nice and calm, and you know, um, you know, properly one hundred percent engaged with um, with the camera and and everything else around me. So. That for me really is uh, is probably the most useful tool in my life at the moment. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to say on the subject of the most useful tool in your life. Let's speak to Dave for a second now. That seems like <laughs> a good thing. To say. Hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know how useful I am. Yeah, but definitely fit the tool part. Yeah. Yeah. Too. So, Dave, what's your background in all of this? So, so actually. Uh, my background in all of this is I was studying, doing a, a PhD in mathematics in, uh, in Colorado. And I had sort of a background in video and photography lightly from a long time ago. Originally, when I went to university, I dropped out to start a video production company. And 
And so I had a little background, understood photography and video a bit, uh, and went back to school for math. And I decided to move to France because my wife always wanted to move back here. She used to live in France. And I thought I'd be able to finish my studies here. And right before I left, a really good friend of mine, he gave me an AE1. So it's always an AE1, I guess. That's the, the starting point. That's what yeah. we've learned today. It's always the, no, but my, my buddy, John, gave me gave me an A1. He said, hey, Dave, you know photography. Uh, you might enjoy shooting, sh- shooting film. I think you'll like it. So I started just shooting film. And I'm actually, I'm longtime friends with John Wilkening. So mm-hmm. host he, of the Creative Bar podcast, which is a very exactly. awesome podcast. Owner of the lowest, deepest voice. In <laughs> yes, podcasting. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. not listen to that podcast whilst you're driving. It's like taking a hit of NyQuil before you hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, John, I mean, I've known John before before he really got into art photography or anything. Uh, but he was getting into that while I was out in Colorado. And before I moved to France, I came back and said, hey, John, I have an A1. And John actually gave me a few things like a changing bag and uh and a developing tank. And he said, oh, great, you'll enjoy it. And he gave me a couple things. So it was two Johns in my life. And I moved to France and didn't end up finishing my studies. I didn't like how that was working out. So basically, I was left with an AE1 and living in France. And uh, and I just sort of, actually, for me, photography filled sort of filled the void mathematics uh, had once uh, occupied because I did uh, a somewhat abstract area of mathematics so it's technical but very abstract uh and so for me i really like the experimental and the side of photography where i have to imagine things and uh, i do a lot of double exposures with splitting masks and a lot of technical experimentation and stuff and for me actually the the mix of an abstract aesthetic but having to use technical tools to accomplish that actually sort of was part and parcel with what I loved about mathematics. So in my a time in my life where I was missing the one thing, photography, uh, yeah. photography yeah. sort of swept in and took over. That's that's one of the things I love about this hobby is that it is such an incredible meeting place of um, of math, of science, of art, of engineering of all these things just coming together in this perfect convergence and you can lean on or ignore aspects of it as suits your personality perfectly but they're all there ready to be picked and um uh, it's fascinating because i think you're probably the first person who i've ever spoken to (laughs) for whom the mathematics has been the most appealing part of it Um, that's really cool um so the next obvious question then and i I don't whichever one of you wants to um, explore how this meet you happened but how did you two guys come to get to know each other uh, in, in the first place and start collaborating with each other Oh, um, oh, so I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> All right. To you, This is a chance to catch up on my whiskey drinking. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no. All, all, all I really wanted was just an audience to say that I'm really good at maths as well. So you can answer the question, Dave, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely good at maths as well. So, so you take the question if you've had your whiskey. Uh- Simon calls me. I'm not answering the question yet, but I just want to say, since this becoming friends, don't, don't, since, no, no. since becoming friends, Simon calls me about once a week to say, "So, Dave, <laughs> listen, I have a role in here. I plan on deving it at uh, 800 ISO. 
If I want to shoot six exposures, what do I meter them at? And I'll tell them, oh, damn, I, I think I did that backwards. So what should I dev it at? I'm like, well, I think you're going to have to dev that role of, you know, uh, HP5 at, at uh, EI50, man. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's yeah. our relationship. Um, so... so uh, I guess, Simon, I think one of the first things we we sort of started following each other on Twitter and you bought my um, highly unsuccessful attempt at making a sign. Yeah, I think actually you followed me on Twitter first because I was good at maths or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. Said. So, so, I, sorry, I, I, before we move on, can I, did you just say zine? Or zine, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say from the word magazine, obviously. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dave, I just had to just had to clarify that um, yeah, so I, I don't speak french well or english well anymore i just uh, um you met zine. on twitter yes yeah, yeah yeah and i guess that that's sort of how it started but then so so at least from my my point of view i was at this spot where sort of uh photography had taken the role of mathematics for me in a certain regard, but I sort of wished I was at the same level. Uh, I was regarded in the same level of photography. And this might sound completely stupid, and it probably is, but such is psychology, um, where I wanted people to sort of immediately be at the same level in photography as I had been in mathematics. You know, I was mm -hmm. a, I was a professor, like I taught at the university in the U.S. and everything and all kinds of courses and, you know. And then suddenly no one cares and wants to buy your zine design um, and had no money and was trying to make it in, in France. And so uh, sort of was running out of film, was sort of feeling down on myself. And uh, Simon, you know, who was just sort of uh, an acquaintance on Twitter, was like trying to get me like excited about photography again. He's like, I just used this great film. Let me I'm going to send you off a roll of it. And he uh, posted me off a roll of, of CMS, uh, twenty, CMS twenty, and wrote on the right, wrote on the canister, get some, dude. And I was like, this dude, this guy's uh he's top notch. He's, he's cool. So then we started chatting more after that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah again, it's, it's, uh, do you want to pick up the story from here, Si? This is about a wonderful romantic story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's super <laughs> relational. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I love this. Tell them what you're wearing. Um, <laughs> what, what am I wearing? What, just now? No, what you were wearing when, when you sent me the film. No. Uh, what was I wearing? I don't know. I was just trying to make it boost the romance. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't that special. Um, no, having seen your wardrobe on Instagram, so I, I, I yeah. imagine it probably was, was something. Okay, so you guys met up online and yeah. uh, you started communicating. So mm -hmm. well, let, let's get into the kind of projects that, you, that I've seen you guys sharing. Um, okay. So when, what was the first thing you actually did together? Okay, so so you you don't want to talk clothes? No, not okay. your clothes. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, what was the first thing? So um, we we just started speaking um, essentially about a trip um, to Scotland, um, and Dave's um, wife was um, heading over to was it Scandinavia? Uh, Finland. Yeah, yeah, same same deal, isn't it? 
<laughs> Finnish people same. would say it's not Scandinavia, but is it not? The rest of the world will say it is. Yeah. It's the same place. Um, yeah, so um, you know, timings and everything worked out, um, and and Dave bought tickets. Um, so then I started uh, sort of scoping out where where I thought was you know going to be a good good place to go and explore and do some film photography um, and that took us down to the world war one and world war two uh, military installations on a place called nig um there's two nigs in scotland that i'm aware of one is in aberdeen um and one is a it, you know it's about seven miles away from here um so a place called nig bay um, and um, essentially, um, the military installations were set up to um, protect the uh, Mori Firth and, and the fleet, the Admiralty fleet um, that um, that sort of resides or used to reside, uh, you know, uh, in that area. Um, so there's loads of stuff going on, um, you know, from um, massive machine guns um, on on two opposing hills called the Suitors. Um, and, you know, you have underground bunkers and, you know, all sorts of stuff going on up there. Um, and down on the coastline, um, you have searchlight positions. Um, so there used to be a track um, heading down about 20, 30 years ago that you could just sort of walk down. Um, but at the moment, um, it's fairly sketchy. Um, and... Um, about a year before Dave came over, I had um, scoped out, you know, a potential route down um, via the use of Droney, um, when me and Droney used to be quite close. Um, <laughs> and um, so essentially, I just I just flew the drone up, took photos and, and sort of sketched a way down. Um, and um, maybe about six months before Dave came over, um, I had sort of made a couple of uh, descents and, and try and tried to get down, most of which were unsuccessful and highly minging. Minging is a technical term for um, absolutely disgusting, full of ticks, all the rest of it. Um, so, um, yeah, so anyway, once I'd perfected the way down, I said, Dave, look, we've got to go down here. Um, and I should... Uh, both- I should- I should mention yeah. that when we planned this trip, we both mm. sort of, I realized Simon also did some rock climbing and I, uh, I've done a lot of sort of technical rock climbing, big mm. wall stuff. And that's what I did a lot in Colorado. Uh, so, so no, so we went into this sort of knowing both of us have sort of technical knowledge of climbing and ropes and mm. right. Uh, yeah. It wasn't yes. just sort of a random, Hey, here's a photographer on Twitter. I met, Hey, you want to do some sketch stuff with me? Yeah, that, but that I, was the thing I always wondered about because uh, yes, the stuff you're engaging in it, it, it is like, well, did they just grab some ropes and you think, well, this will be fine. <laughs> We've got this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess in 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 previous careers, um, I had been a, a rope access technician, um, and um, you know, a keen climber and and all the rest of it. So um, everything sketchy um, that you could ever imagine. Um, we were highly skilled in. Um, so we, we just thought, right, let's do this. Um, but I remember actually packing for for Dave's um, arrival. You know, it was just rope. I think I, I packed about seven ropes and oh, just all sorts of crazy gear that I'd made up over the years, um, just in anticipation for anything that we were kind of going to need. Um, obviously, because we were thinking about shooting large format, off cliff faces and you know 
Um, so I thought, well, you know, uh, let's just take everything. Um, so the one thing that we uh, didn't have at that time was a grappling hook. So we had to use a drone, long story short. You used yeah. a drone as a grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was it was all premeditated, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it, Dave? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Premeditated right up until Simon crashed the drone. Yeah. No, no, yeah. You, you were flying at that point. <laughs> so, 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 I mean... You've got a couple. Is, am I right? I've seen there's two videos up so far on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. Just in case, what's the YouTube channel that people want to be looking at to see these? Uh, it's Go. my it's my personal YouTube channel, which is for David Allen. So, okay, so people, if, if you, you want to see these, it's yeah. a good idea. But for people who haven't seen the videos yet, um, can you describe? what you were attempting to do what you need the drones for why because we've talked about things but I, I don't think people can kind of visualize the scene that was facing you guys that you were trying to deal with yeah okay, so good. there's good yeah. yeah there's it's it, we get down the first day we went and you'll see this in one of the videos the weather was completely crap and it was just pouring and we actually got a few large format shots out but we didn't need the drone that time and didn't fly the drone that first time uh shout out to john wilkening it was his old uh graflex that we that he i oh, traded yeah. i traded a rolly 35 for so that i think i won um <laughs> i think just just let me put in there dave um one thing that's worth mentioning is i think the ethos behind like both of our sort of you know reasons for for going down was to kind of just promote film photography and prove to people that look you know just because the camera's big and heavy it's still amazing and awesome and just take it everywhere um you know and you can take it anywhere off cliffs you know um but we were we were weighing this blooming thing down on the tripod uh, in the high winds with climbing gear and you know i was um you know and it was just insane but um you did a three two one count and you got an amazing shot and there was zero camera shake on it um and you know you have to see the footage to believe you know what we were doing really um so anyway continue day so so the next day we went down it was beautiful and there's the two the two sort of bunkers where there used to be machine guns and and they used to be so that I guess they were built in World War One, and then they were refurbed in World War Two for yeah. protecting the oil um, by the sea. And there used to be a big bridge between the two because the second searchlight is just sort of on this rock that's in the middle of the sea. And there used to be this bridge which spanned the two. And now that all that's left is just the one side of the the bridge, which is just a bunch of wooden planks held together by super rusty bolts. Right. And uh, I guess it's it hasn't been there hasn't been a bridge there in 28 years or so. Yeah. Uh, and so so Simon had always, I guess, talked about with his dad sort of trying how you would get over to the second searchlight. And mm -hmm. so we were like, we want to get over there. We want to we want to take photos. And so we concocted this scheme because they both have these giant concrete structures that at one point helped with the suspension part of the bridge, which doesn't exist anymore. It's just these wood planks with rusty bolts. And we had this idea of using the drone to fly a paracord around this concrete structure 
fly it back to us and we can use that paracord to pull a big rope through and then yeah. use that once that big rope's through somehow cross with it somehow protect the crossing um but uh not me uh, simon simon crashed the drone oh, <laughs> he totally found the drone on the thing we both crashed the drone we were in together yeah, uh, we and uh and so then the the drone uh i guess the battery yeah, it turns out the battery got dislodged but the nice thing is when we pulled on the paracord it actually got <laughs> stuck the paracord got stuck on old rusty wire that was used to support one of the structures and got stuck well enough that we could use that paracord as a way to basically um attach a rope to a pulley and get a rope across and do a bunch of wild stuff to actually get to the searchlight which became now not about taking photos, but about saving uh, Simon's expensive drone, actually. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it yeah. Ended up not being about photos. <laughs> I mean, there is some great footage of you guys crossing over what remains of this once bridge and very much not bridge anymore. How how terrifying was that? Because it looks quite terrifying. From, from, well. um, I, I guess to answer that question very directly, I wasn't scared at all, but Dave was, <laughs> Dave was really scared. I mean, Dave seems like the one who's got his head screwed on, right, in this yeah. instance. <laughs> I, was, I was the first one to cry. Simon did this thing. So, so we get this rope over and like, and basically what we needed to do to get up, um, Simon had to use this rope that was now slung over that second searchlight and he used it to jump over rocks in the sea and he then he had to use this rope to scale the side to get up to the searchlight and once he did that we both tied up and i was the first one to cross the bridge after simon uh ascended the the rope <laughs> up the side um which is it's super sketched the first time because the you mm. know the the tide was coming in it's crashing below you you're really high up and you're like well We'll see. The bolts don't look like they're gonna hold. I mean, they're just rusty. They, they, they've been their bolts have been rusting since the Second World War in the sea. You know, I, it's exactly what you'd expect. And so, yeah, so it's a little sketch, but we, I knew the rope should hold. So, as far as like climbing experience and that, I wasn't, I wasn't scared for my life. It's just more you're curious if you're gonna yeah. have more adventure than you did so can i just i just got to try and recap what i've just heard in the last 20 minutes or so because yeah. uh, just to make sure I, i've actually understood this correctly so so you met on the internet and the first time you ever met in the real world you went out and nearly killed each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay and you did this to promote large format photography <laughs> yeah absolutely that was that, that was our main aim you know okay. the whole the whole the whole way yeah okay so presumably the story yeah. goes on to say you know you got your own exhibition show on dry land somewhere um you know where you didn't need a rope bridge to get to um uh, and now you're you know famous international artists and in playboys yeah yeah, or we have like 140 no. views on our YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Super famous. This is the thing that is the most insane to me is the fact that actually very, I mean, this is a large, not certain, not the only, but a large part of the reason we want to speak to you guys is because it's criminal how few people have seen what you two are up to. Um, I mean, I, I was talking to Simon yesterday and I do think that part of the reason uh, might be the fact that on his Instagram feed, there are these stunning large format pictures that you can enjoy. But to find them, you have to wade through a literal sea 
of um, <laughs> selfies, fairly inane selfies that Simon is very fond of taking. I mean, it's worth the effort, and it's certainly an exercise in something to find them, but um, but that's my advice. Yeah. So, did you actually end up on that day when you went and you rescued your precious drone? Did hmm. you actually were you able to have the time once you'd done that to take any pictures um, over on that second station? Oh yeah, so we 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 did shoot. We didn't shoot large format though. <laughs> Dave, Dave was um, yeah gearing up to come over, um, and you know by this time it was really really sketchy. Um, so we opted to uh, to not go large format. So we took my brownie over. Um, well, Dave Dave brought it over. So we shot. Um, you know, um, uh, yeah, it would have been about. Yeah, it was six before. Yeah, so we shot about 15, um, you know, medium format shots, which are nice. And we also shot a lot of Minox stuff. So we took a fairly big camera over and a very small camera over and shot, uh, just shot loads of that stuff. Um, yeah. So the other pictures that followed on, so I don't know, actually, I'm, I'm sure this must have been on the same trip, were pictures from actually inside... Um, was it one of the fuel structures you have to explain? So I know oh, you okay. Yeah. Um, so it was the same trip, um, and um, this was just brilliant that it all. Yeah, yeah. So the trip was over five days, and um, I had been um, attempting to gain access to the old. Um, yeah, they're they're basically oil tanks, um, oil storage tanks um, that are buried um, in a uh, sort of a man-made underground um, hill, essentially. Um, so if you're looking for this online, you should search uh, inching down um, oil tanks. Um, so that's in the area of Russia, and um, so there are about six tanks. Um, and uh, they held, um, you know, fuel oil for the, um, again, the uh, Admiralty. Um, so they were built to be bombproof and, and uh, you know, all the rest of it. Um, they were decommissioned after the Falklands. Um, and um, I had um, wanted to sort of get into them for ages. Um, and essentially, it had literally just made contact with the key holder. Um, you know, a couple of weeks before Dave was coming over. Um, and um, as luck would have it, um, we, had, uh, we had secured, um, you know, a little trip, uh, just just me and Dave and the key holder, um, which was really, really, uh, you know, it was a really personal experience and we were able to just go and do what we wanted in terms of film photography. Um, so that that's when we shot. The, uh, the LF in inside the uh, the tank, and um, if um, if I remember rightly, we had set up the tripod and the LF, and we went F sixteen um, for about half an hour. Um, yeah, yeah, half an hour shot. Yeah, so we were shooting HP five at sixteen hundred. Um, why you know open for about thirty minutes at F sixteen. Um, and um, so to put, I guess, to put you in the picture, if, if you haven't, you know, ha well, not many people would have knowledge of the tanks, but they're about 300, 400 metres long, um, completely black, completely, you know, no noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a very sort of weird place and, and special place to be inside. 
Um, so can I, what, can I mention at this point, yeah. to get into these tanks, you go, okay, so it's this huge cavernous space that's 300 meters long and super mm -hmm. high. But you have to go through, you have to have be pushed by a, with a trolley <laughs> through a pipe that used to service the tank. So you're, yeah. you have someone who's using a metal rod to push you on this dolly through an old rusty pipe uh, to get into the tank. That's how you get in and out. Sounds like loads of fun. Yeah, yeah so it's, you, it's good fun. You can't you know, fit I'll your take gear you and you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, and I, I think a couple of people have been stuck in that hole. I think it's only, well, it's not It's not even two foot wide to, to get oh, in. Jeez. <laughs> so, so you're lying is. down on this trolley that you're being yeah yeah okay right so nightmare fuel is what you're saying well, and then and then yeah. the most utter pitch black um, uh, yeah. yeah absolutely when, when you're black, in there's no light no light whatsoever yeah um so um yeah there's only one way in well technically there's two but you have to climb a, a big ladder that's covered in oil and and, and fall down 30 meters on your other side so there's there's pretty much just one way in one way out um so the 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 name of the game for the shot that we wanted to create that we had discussed um the night before was to illuminate the entirety of the tunnel um you know and just with a um a spot gun basically a flash gun um so dave had the idea of walking at intersections maybe five meters yeah. um all the way along you know the entirety and um you know flashing the um the light maybe three times you know yeah, left, left upper right, and up yeah um all the way down um so we had done that and um yeah the result was just um insane it was brilliant um and it's um you know they had a they had a bbc photographer that had, had gone in and used you know uh used lights to to illuminate the well most of the tunnel um but ours is way better so okay yeah. it is <laughs> a you stunning see these shot. LED lights everywhere yeah so yeah. where do we get yeah. to, where do we get to see those photos then those sound pretty cool to me oh well that's on my instagram but you just have to scroll down a bit <laughs> so <laughs> i actually i have the negatives with me here in france currently uh mm -hmm. because i'm going to be doing some darkroom prints of them so mm. And so, so we were actually discussing maybe maybe we'll do a, a print for Sunny Sixteen. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do a print for you guys if you want to give it away or that would be or fantastic. keep that it would or be something. Amazing. Yeah, we'll make you That's we'll amazing. make you an oil tank print. I'll make uh, when I get that yeah. in the dark room. So did um, yeah. I guess I guess you know it'd be a good time to talk about the paddling pool. <laughs> yeah, why, so, why, why, why? I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you were itching about the ground. I, I can tell you just wanted. So, Do it, Dave. Just, just speak about the So, so we, yeah, we have this crazy trip in Scotland, and so, so, <laughs> so those were five days, and we did just this ridiculous stuff and saw these places that people haven't been to. We went to a searchlight that hadn't, that no one had been in for twenty-eight years. You know, we were in these oil tanks that. Uh, aren't open to public and just sort of amazing stuff. So then uh, Simon comes to France and I said, hey, Simon, help me make my dark room. So, mm -hmm. so that was the adventure here. And we, uh, we put together my dark room in the garage because uh, I just moved to a house and we built the dark room while he was here. 
and went to my local Photoshop and there's some old paper that's 50 by 61 centimeters. Uh, and I know the shop owner and I said, hey, that, that paper's been there for a while. <laughs> how, how expired is it? And he, he looks at it and you can tell he has no idea. And he goes, uh, I'll sell it to you for 50 bucks. And I was like, deal. Because it was marked for, you know, like 93 euros or something. And, and so the problem is I only have one, one developing tray that can fit paper that large. And so we're like, how are we going to stop this? You know, we definitely need to stop bath right away. And so we bought a child's like blow up paddling pool. <laughs> <laughs> in a pinch. So we actually uh, printed a few, a few, uh, a few shots on the paper already, and neither of us had ever printed that large, fifty by sixty. And <laughs> and uh, the stop bath, we had my wife and our friend, another collaborator. Uh, she's been in Toulouse, an artist. Uh, they were they were lifting and dropping the one end of the paddling <laughs> pool to make like a wave pool of stop path over the prints <laughs> while chatting uh, in the dark room. So yeah, so it worked and we got really good prints out of it. So yeah. and have, you, have you let your beautiful daughter, your beautiful infant daughter in this paddling pool yet? I can't believe that you've got a paddling pool for your she prints, wanted, but not. She, she wanted to play. So she's actually two and a half now. Um, so when she saw it, she's like, pool? And it has like kids' drawings on it. And we're like, no, that's dad's. And she's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. never going to fit in that. So obviously, your adventures have continued now. Um, Sai was saying that he wants to talk about this in loose detail for um, potential legal reasons. But you, you, you said that when you went out to. Um, to, to, to see these places in Scotland, um, that w one of the issues that you had was the lack of a grappling hook, but you've got yourself a grappling hook now. Oh, yeah, uh, we got that, yeah. And you, you went adventuring with said grappling hook whilst you were in France. Can you tell us yeah. what you got up to in France? <laughs> well, I, 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 maybe if I just describe the PPE that we were taking. Um, so, obviously, grappling hook. We, uh, we took bikes. By the way, bikes in France are not set up properly. Yeah, is it because of the string of garlic around the handlebars? No, 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 no. Like, garlic's fine, but when the brake's on the wrong side of, of, of the handlebars, you just don't know what you're doing. Um, you know, and, and Dave didn't believe me until, well, long story short, um, the second time we got told off, um, you know, like, you know, I don't know if he... He was a grand yeah, let, let's, so let's Simon doesn't it. Yeah. like bikes. It's fine. We... Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, but I mean, basically, long story short is um, the, the brakes are on the wrong side, aren't they, Dave, to be honest? Okay, good. Uh, do you mean actually, long story, actually longer than it needed to be regarding the bikes. Tell us yeah. about what you got up to in France, bikes uh, not included. Uh, there's this, there's like um, a derelict. the hard hats, hard hats first, Dave. Yeah, yeah, so we brought, we brought hard first. hats uh, yeah. and the grappling hook because there's mm -hmm. sort of this derelict chateau. Mm -hmm. that uh, was uh, unoccupied and always up for sale. Um, you can't find many photos of it. And the few photos online just look like it hasn't been, you know, changed since it was built. Mm -hmm. and, and so um, we, we used grappling hooks and responsibly wore hard hats to get into yeah. said chateau. 
Yeah. Um, can, I, only, can I just ask regarding yeah. that? I mean, you're using a grappling hook, presumably to climb to great heights. What use exactly was the hard hat going to be when you fell to your death? It, it no, was I'm, just to look professional. It was oh, to look, really? yeah, yeah. So if someone yeah. stops you and says, what are you doing? And just say, yeah. well, we're safe. Um, we're pros, yeah. <laughs> no, we know what we're doing. It's more, the, the hard hats were more for the chateau in case, uh, you know, a floor fell out or something, you know, because uh, presumably this is, hasn't been touched in, in years, years, years. Mm. So did and, you take cameras on this adventure? Well, we yeah, took we cameras, <laughs> um, but but it looked, upon entering said chateau, it looked like perhaps someone had bought it and was <laughs> going to start working on fixing it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, I mean, I, I realize that you're, you know, you're from Philadelphia. You may not be familiar. We call that breaking and entering when you are. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're supposed to say those words out loud. <laughs> <laughs> to to um, get into a chateau in France with a yeah. grappling hook. You're like yeah. the anti-Batman. Um, so you didn't, you didn't manage to get any pictures from that no, one. No, no, we didn't get any pictures from that. Oh, that that's a, that's a shame to hear that. Um, have you got no? Because these pictures. Um, and we kind of gloss over, but the, the pictures that you have got when you've been out have been fairly stunning. In fact, Si, am I right in saying you had some of the pictures published recently? Um, I think maybe one of the photographs, um, not from, well, from the same location as uh, the searchlights, um, was maybe published in the Royal Photography um, Society. Now, what um, was it, maybe? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so I th I think it was. I I'm just maybe gonna look, but um, <laughs> most most of the stuff that I had published in RPS was um, kind of pinhole stuff. Um, one was of, um, of of the wave machine in Siam Park, um, which when I shot it, I think it was about fifteen seconds exposure um, on the reality so subtle camera. Are you guys? Um, yeah yeah i've yeah, got i've got one actually i've got a six by 12 fantastic okay perfect yeah so amazing uh, and james is you know really helpful as well um so um i had i had shot just a six by six um uh, of, of the wave machine um and it just looks kind of ghostly where you know the the water looks looks really really flat um and you've just got people sort of you know in you know a meter to two meters motion um, you know, when obviously if you'd have shot that on a digital or, or you know, on a fascia or whatever, um, you'd have, you'd have had the waves. Um, so that was one of the shots. Um, yeah, but I think a couple of the searchlight shots were, were published as well. Um, but that wasn't when Dave was there. Obviously if Dave was there that, you know, he'd have won a plastic camera, yeah. you know, at least. Yeah. I would have won a plastic. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of known for winning plastic cameras. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's a good to have a claim to fame, Dave. Yeah, I mean, that that's sounds good. good my claim only claim photographic fame. claim to fame. <laughs> so um, you you've been and explored these searchlights. You've been in these uh, abandoned oil tankers. You've um, broken and entered into chateaus in France. Where is the next adventure planned for? Well, we're we're going to go to Mars, aren't we, Dave? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's. that's... <laughs> we? Well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going. To, you're gonna need a longer rope on that grappling hook. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I don't know where we want to go next. Um, I was. So I was. Oh, sorry. go on. So, 
so I was sort of inspired by when we were in the tanks to set up for the shot, um, we only had enough batteries for the flash to really do one exposure. And it took over 30 minutes to do that one exposure. And so we do all of this and get to this place no one's been in, you know, that people don't get to, that there aren't good photos of. And we can only take one shot because we're shooting large format. And it, it, it gave me this idea of a show that I thought would be great, sort of a reality show, where Simon and I go to a place with a large format <laughs> camera and only take one shot, right? So the whole like crux of the show is you go and you set up, you take one shot, and you know the, the finale, like each episode, you just sort of pull that out of the developing tank and see if it was good. And so I like this idea of trying to find interesting places and taking time to just take, you know, maybe take one one shot and limit yourselves. And, and yeah. This I've been thinking about this whilst we've been talking. Now, you said you you were up for making this print that we could give away to a listener. Yeah, I've been yeah. thinking, how could we do? It? I've got a great idea. How okay. about any listener? And frankly, every listener up to and including myself uh, should want this thing because this sounds like it's going to be an amazing print. I, what I would like our listeners to do, if you would like to stand a chance of winning this amazing print, is email in to us um, uh, with the uh, subject line, um, I don't know, uh, ad- <laughs> what's a good subject line? Um, uh, crazy adventures. There you go. Get get in touch with the subject line Crazy Adventures and give us, or more appropriately, give um, Dave and Sai your suggestions for where they could go to next. The next thing is I want some good adv- uh, good suggestions for places where um, right thinking people would not go with any camera, let alone a large format camera. Or go eight by ten next time, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I will forward all of those on uh, to David's side, and then they can pick whichever one they think is the best one. Does that sound like a good plan to you guys? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. There you go. So, it's, so yeah, listeners, if you want to win, what is a fairly incredibly unique picture of a unique site um, that you now have a chance? I said, send it into Crazy Adventures. <laughs> subject line: Crazy Adventures at the Sunny Sixteen Podcast dot com. Nope, that's not right. Suddenly, sixteen podcast gmail dot com, and um, and we will get that sorted out for you. And that's an amazing thing because that's going to be that's an incredible print for somebody to win. So thank you very much for that, gents. That's awesome. Um, nice. I, I really do think people. Um, we we talked yesterday. I mean, as I said, mentioned earlier about the fact that your images are a little bit hidden on your Instagram page, and you did say that maybe you would be doing something about that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you. Maybe you two together need to create an Instagram page that people can easily find these pictures um, and stuff relevant to it. But it is really well worth seeking out because the videos themselves are fantastic. Um, They're entertaining. They're very well put together, as one would hope from an educated gentleman like yourself, Dave. Um, I did all of those. No, yeah, I did all of these. I find Sam, that hard Sam to believe. Simon got pissed and in the corner <laughs> and yeah, berated I, me as I edited. I find okay. that easier to believe. Um, <laughs> the videos are well worth looking out. There's mm-hmm. two up on YouTube already, and you were saying there's a third one to go up. Is that right? Yeah, Dave? we we shot video of the of the tanks too, and I've been meaning to edit that. But um, our viewership was so piss poor on the first two. I just haven't I just haven't uh, gotten excited enough. So so. So if enough people start watching those and leaving comments, then that that'll hasten the editing of the tanks. 
So. Well, there you go. If ever there's a good reason for people to check it out, um, it really is worth looking at. And and I, I love the fact that you guys, the, the sort of the driving reason behind this was to promote the idea that, you know, f- photography can go anywhere. Uh, and even large format photography can go anywhere. Um, it's, it is, I mean, I don't know whether it is unique, but it, I've certainly never seen anybody else doing quite what you're doing. Um, and I could never do it. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Come with us next time. You'll, you'll come with us next time. We'll get you a harness. Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that sounds great. Can you attach me to your drone and fly me to wherever you need to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. What about you, Aid? I mean, can you see yourself scaling any mountains to go and take photos with a large format camera? Yeah, that sounds like fun to me. I'll go with that. When you're not playing tennis, though, mate, because you're dominating at the tennis. Oh, well, I am at the moment. I am. You're right. That is very well observed of you, but um, and kind of you to say so. Uh, but, no worries. Uh, but it's uh, no, I, I, it's that that could be good. I quite, I'd quite enjoy a, bit, a little bit of climbing. I'm, I'm not an experienced climber, but I've done a little bit, and uh, you know, I always enjoy it. So, I'd be okay. up for that well, definitely. Maybe we should sponsor an extreme photo walk as well. Oh, it's less of a I walk. So that sounds that like a good plan. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It sounds fraught, fraught with insurance yeah. opportunities, but <laughs> yeah. well, you know, me and Dave aren't insured, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that's that. That makes it all better then. Yeah. It's good to know. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yes. We'll do it in okay. France. It'll be fine. Do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. But you can uh, on my my Instagram is a little better curated than Simon's, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, we actually did a collaboration in France recently with an artist here, so slightly less adventure stuff, but more art scene stuff. Um, and the latest photos from that are at least up on my Instagram. But um, we'll get some tank stuff up once I make those prints. So. Yeah, and I, I've seen the pictures you did in France. And they are also very well worth looking at. You're doing some really interesting stuff out there. So people should. So um, I, we'll, we'll mention it again at the end of the show. But what's your Instagram handle, Dave? Uh, D Bloomsday. D Bloomsday. D B L O O M S D A Y. And Sai, what's your um, selfie page? <laughs> oh man um so it's s-i-r-i-double-d-e-double-l it's yeah it's well worth looking out for the um for the pictures and and also it's just well worth looking out for seeing some of the worst wardrobe choices i have ever come across <laughs> on the i'm gonna look up his instagram right now just because i want to be reminded <laughs> Dave, most of those clothes are yours mate <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting such a hard time. It's all right. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just Graham feeling at home. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I think it's quite stylish. Sorry, don't listen. Don't, don't. We get to this point. Actually, this is a good point. Actually, this is usually the bit of the show where I step in. Could we get to a point with our guests where Graham gets through all the interesting questions that he's prepared and then just starts in, insulting the guest. So, um, okay. and, and usually at this point, I step in and say, it's time for a break. So I think we should probably do that right now. What do you, what, what do you reckon, guys? Have you been insulted by Graham enough? Anybody think they've well, been insulted by Graham enough? No, no to be honest, because I'm, I'm out of Prosecco. So let's just keep going. <laughs> well, are you out out or are you like if you, you just need to go get another glass or are yeah, you, I, need are to you go like, get, I need to get another whiskey properly um, yeah. far less whiskey than i drank on john welcoming's part oh yes. man 
I I just have zero alcohol, so I don't know what I'm going to do. He'll do uh, well, I'll tell, you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll take a quick break so people can either refill right. or feel sorry for themselves for a bit. And, okay. then, <laughs> uh, and we'll be back shortly. All right. Okay. How many minutes? Five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to go pee. So it's a long way down. And, and I can hear the bloody whiskey um, bottle getting. And oh, God. I'm so pissed off now. <laughs> And we're back, and uh, we have had a really interesting chat in the meantime. Um, there's something I've got to share, because this is one of the most elegant technical solutions to a ph- photographic challenge I've ever heard about, right? Um, this, so I'm going uh, it, to, it's, it, it's kind of blown my mind with the elegance and the simplicity of it all. Uh, and I think credit goes, credit goes to Dave on this one, I think, so... <laughs> So, <laughs> size raging. Is that right, or is that, I was I that wrong? So, yeah. You no, know, even Sai gave me credit earlier. Okay, well there we go. So, so we, so I am referring to uh, the photograph, the photographing of the inside of the the government surplus oil tanks, and and Dave, Dave, over to you. Explain how, in the pitch dark, you managed to use flash photography to perfectly expose a shot. So, yeah, so here's the thing. The key holder was telling us how he they had a photographer in once, a professional photographer with the BBC to photo these. And in order to do it, because there's not any light in the tanks whatsoever. I mean, they're underground. And when they were built, they were the biggest structures built underground by man at the time. I mean, these things are huge. No light whatsoever. And apparently they ported in all these sort of LED light panels and and ran them with uh, like car batteries along the length of the tank to take this photo. And he gave me a copy of the photo and it's not very pretty because you just sort of see these lights everywhere. And I was talking with Simon and I said, well, why not just use uh, a flash, uh, a flash gun? Because well, just the one to last to, to, to light the most enormous structure mankind has ever made underground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a flash gun. And I said, because the, the beautiful thing is, since it's pitch black in these, leaving the lens open is the same as having it closed, right? So there's actually nothing difficult about it in the sense that you just uh, close your aperture. I knew we didn't want the aperture too large because the tanks are so... A deep and it's so dark imagine how hard it is to actually get uh your focus on right on a large format camera you yeah can sure. it's it's even on a, even on something as sophisticated as a large format camera it's difficult to focus in the pitch black yes yes exactly <laughs> even on so 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 there's a couple things a you don't want shallow depth of field because you want to see the detail down the large length of this b i know i'm going to screw we know we're going to screw up the focus so we sort of decided on um, on f over sixteen uh, because we pushed the film to sixteen hundred uh, at exposure index sixteen hundred, which uh, so we we closed to f sixteen, which is reasonable for sixteen hundred with the flash gun we had, and I simply uh, 
set up the flash to be with f uh, f over 16 and so i just did three large paces and would stop and do a left and up and a right flash and it almost act, it's almost just like multiple exposures right because it's pitch black every time you hit the flash it's just like a new expo- exposure on the same film and it looked it exposed perfectly evenly and it was actually pretty simple to do that just, just that is awesome uh you know the, the the just the the elegance of that as a solution for that challenge is brilliant and i love it and i just when you mentioned that in in our little break there i just thought we, we've got to share we've got to share that because it's you know it's that is proper analog photography at its best beating digital photography hands down of course (laughs) yeah well i mean so si and i like talked about this a bunch so it wasn't just me like we were like what are we gonna do we're obviously not bringing in light panels and uh yeah this is the solution we came up with okay all right so so i'm sorry i'm sorry si i i yeah hard done by there you you clearly had a role in this as well you know well i you know i don't know if i'm hard done by because you know the week after dave left i went in by myself didn't i dave yeah it's true mm-hmm. and, and is there, is there a story to, to attach to that uh, not really no, no he just no. he just wanted to show that he was brave yeah i was, I was brave <laughs> did it all by myself <laughs> yeah okay. okay let's move on okay all right all right let's move on i, th- I think yeah good t- time to move on then so that, that that's an excellent story and i love it thank you very much um uh which uh so but but as you say time to move on and um uh, speaking of elegant solutions i think we have a news flash from our friend hamish don't we graham we do have a news flash from our friend Hamish. Oof, sorry, that's a few vodka's worth of uh, an unpronounceability <laughs> going on there. Um, but but we will come to that at the end of this section, as we discussed before the break. Eh? Good work there. Smooth moves, X-Lax. Um, but yes, Hamish has got a new product coming to market. I say a new product. This is the first time Hamish has released anything, so this is very exciting. Um, he's got his Pixelator uh which will be kickstarting um, if you are listening to the show on Thursday. Um, it will be coming out imminently. Um, in fact, if you are subscribed to Hamish's, um, to the Pixelator um, newsletter, then you will get special early access to the Pixelator. But um, what we will do is we will stick a little chat I had with Hamish. In fact, I said to Hamish, I'm going to give a bit of background on this. I said to Hamish, we're going to mention the Pixelator and the fact you're kickstarting it this week on the show. Would you like to record a little two-minute promo for this? And um, he said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. I'll do it with you. That'd be great. Uh, Anyway, I I should have known better. This is Hamish. The two-minute promo is about 15 minutes long. So, you know, I mean, but it's classic Hamish, classic Amish. Um, So we'll we'll stick that at the end of the session. But I wanted to talk about a couple of things first, because we've had a couple of emails this week from um, some people uh, both within the community, but also other people like Hamish who are doing cool stuff, which I wanted to to, uh, draw attention to um, and make people aware of. And the first one who is doing this cool stuff is quite aptly titled the cool film club. Um, Now the cool film club, uh, what they are doing is a subscription service where you, um, I think it costs about £14 a month to subscribe. I think it's slightly less if you do it over a six-month period. And basically, they send you two random films every month as part of that subscription. Um, 
they sent in the email and said, as you know, film photography is like anything. Uh, it can be a matter of habit when photographers shoot more or less the same film products. We are trying to source different brands of films. We have classics from Kodak, Ilford or Fujifilm. However, we also have other products that some photographers might not have heard about or did not think of buying before. So you sign up and they will send you two random films a month. Um, I actually really like the sound of this. Um, as somebody who doesn't shoot a great deal, <laughs> one, just having two rolls of film automatically turn up a month is quite appealing. I think this would make a, a really great gift as well um, for a photographer. Um, but anyway, please do check them out. Um, and they've also said that they, they might be up for supplying us with a couple of a couple of batches of film for the next Cheap Shots Challenge. So I think we might take them up on that because they will have another prize for the next round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, which is very exciting. Um, so to find out more about Cool Film Club, go to um, coolfilm.co.uk. Check them out. Um, I said, I think it's a really nice idea. Uh, I mean, just the idea of having a couple of rolls of film turning on the doorstep every month would be not having to make any effort is quite pleasant. I don't like I thinking about what I want. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Do you, do you, when, all right, so um, both you, Sai, and you, Dave, you're both experimental photographers by your very nature. Uh, how, when you're out shopping for film, does that extend to that? Are you looking for different things or do you have your go-tos? Like, no, I want this and this is what I'm working with. How do you do, approach these things? Um, I guess, I guess for me, um, one of my staple um, films is definitely HP five. Mm. Um, normally, I'll be shooting that at either, you know, two hundred, four hundred, or sixteen hundred. Um, so that's so, you know that's that's my staple. That's my go to. Um, you know, just because I'm used to it, and I'll 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 normally be using that for um, you know multiple exposure, especially on the Lomography Sprocket Rocket plastic mm -hmm. camera that dave hasn't won um yeah he's yeah. probably won three of them in the last 20 minutes um so yeah so i mean that, that that's my thing um but uh, you know i've shot a lot of other stuff um i'm just keen to try everything to be honest um you know considering i've only been shooting for maybe three three years um there's plenty to to shoot out there um it's just a pain that um that we can't get any more i don't know if we were talking about it earlier in the show but the cms 20 yeah. um i'd really like to shoot that on uh, medium wow. format yeah. yeah yeah um because that's insane i've shot that at 12 iso and uh, that that's really cool um but um yeah i mean I think over the next maybe five or six years, we'll we'll see me shoot um, just just everything that I can get my hands on. You know, even expired. It's you know, uh, just you know, just get a, a, a maximum variety of film. Maybe it's, we do cool film club. I, yeah. I I like the I like the idea. I think a lot of people get too stuck in what they're used to. I'm sort mm -hmm. of having this argument, fun back and forth uh, with Jeff price with field photographer on twitter where i was insisting all old school slrs are pretty much the same thing and he was claiming there's a too huge of a difference between them or something and i think um i think it's good for photographers to to try new films try new cameras 
because the core of what makes photography photography we're talking about elegant solutions with flashes and apertures and stuff you know that same solution would have worked on digital right i mean it wasn't unique to large format yeah and there's there's something about photography that when you get to experiment with different films and stuff they all react differently but there's also um, the constants that are there and i think it makes you a stronger photographer once you realize like oh i'm not just relying on the fact that this is a forgiving emulsion or whatever like photography is photography so for me personally i i do both i go to some of my staples or if i'm trying to look for a certain aesthetic i'll know what there is but i know what film fits an aesthetic i'm going for because i like trying new stuff so i'm really tempted to try this cool film club now now that you've pointed it out actually just because because so what i'll do though the problem is if you have one role you can just completely like whiff it right and so what I usually do, because I sometimes bulk load, at least with 35 millimeter, uh, I will actually, if I have a new roll that I've never shot before, in my dark bag, I will cut it into thirds and re-roll it into three different canisters mm-hmm. and just shoot uh, rolls of uh, 10 exposures. Because once you cut liters, you lose some. So yeah. you basically get three rolls of 10 exposures, and that gives you time to like play and see what you like about it and then know if you want to buy it again which yeah i I was listening to um actually today listening to the negative positive podcast um uh, on which Corey cannon past guest was um guesting and um dave badaducci the co-host on negative positives podcast was talking about the fact that uh he recently did exactly that when he was seeing what would work for him with um pinhole uh photography he was trying to find a film that would really work for him he was um chopping down as you said 35 millimeter films into multiple very short ends uh so he could do a short trial run say oh does this work does this work does this work Uh, i i'd never thought of that before but why not i mean if you all you need is a dart bag and some scissors um yeah Yeah. that's a, a really good idea for experimenting trying different um exposures um different uh you know iso ratings and stuff like that um yeah i think it's a really really good idea what about you aid you you like you you're you've started experimenting now that you've got into the analog wonderland you picked up a few experimental films didn't you yeah and the the well the the one particularly uh was a roll of double so the for me some of this is yeah because i don't really shoot black and white or, or rarely occasionally a roll of delta 3200 or something like that but uh yeah so for me the 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 color stuff is is what i'm looking at and uh, I like the look on the Analog Wonderland website of some of the, the double emulsions and uh, the colours in some of those. So I picked up one of those and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing with that. That's That's got to be... Uh, I've been shooting a bit more uh, 120 recently. So I've got uh, I've got to... Uh, look at that, of course, is 35 mil. So I need to uh, dig out one of my uh, generic SLRs and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> throw it in It doesn't there. matter which one. They're all the same. Yeah, actually, mine um, are all the same. They, that's they, the thing. I have, they, I have two identical 35 mil SLRs. So actually, they're not quite identical. One's silver and the other's black. <laughs> yeah. and so, 
Actually, incidentally, listeners, um, seeing as Aid has mentioned the name double twice, um, and I've mentioned it a third time, that pretty much caused him into existence. Hopefully next week we'll be joined by the people from Double, so that would be nice. Oh, oh um, yeah, excellent. That'd be fun. I mean, it was totally... I, I told you this. God, you're terrible. Yes, um, yes. yes. Well, so so this is why we have show notes. This is why show notes are important, <laughs> because otherwise I go completely off topic. <laughs> they're, they're the ones who do the colour emulsions and they, like, pre-expose it to... Like light they, leaks and stuff, right? And that kind they of. They do some, yeah. There's some weird cut. There's, there's some weird magic going on with what they're doing, um, and I'm very excited to learn more about what this weird voodoo hoodoo that they do do is. Um, that'd be very cool. So yeah, they will be with us next week, hopefully. Um, so yeah. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, cool film club. Check it out. I uh, said so it's cool film. Um, dot co.uk um, i don't know whether they it's all 35 millimeter at the moment but this is a very young very young little idea that they're starting off and i'm i'm sure it will grow into different things and i, I just as somebody who um doesn't shoot enough to have any particularly firmly set ideas about what i want to shoot uh, and who can sort of stare I, I go to analog wonderland which is an incredible cornucopia of films what they have there is amazing um you, we were looking at what we actually saw you were saying that film that cms20 that you were interested <laughs> in they um have it or they had it in 120 format but out of stock so paul if you're listening and i know that you definitely are because you're a right thinking human being please can you get some cms20 back in stock pretty pronto from adox because i want some um yeah so but make don't that. list it as being in stock just send it to me <laughs> there you go don't list it just Sign, send it. Sign, I, Sign and i will take it somewhere somewhere ridiculous and yeah we'll do we'll that. probably kill ourselves so. Yeah, there you go. They they have promised to take it somewhere ridiculous. They will get a video footage of them doing something very very dangerous if you get them some some CMS twenty and you yeah, have yeah. exclusive rights to it. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect, wonderful. Um, so yeah. Uh, so what? Well, anyway, interestingly enough, carrying on in the email from um, the Cool Film Club guys, that's Taras. Um, he mentioned we are also partnering with Silver Plan Silver Pan Film Lab. So that again. I said, Ah, I blame vodka. How many miniatures of warm vodka have you had? <laughs> um, I found a big bowl. Anyway, Silver Pan Film Lab. Um, every batch sent to our customers. So every when they say batch, they mean they're two rolls of film. We'll have a ten percent discount on all services provided by the lab, um, which will be announced in an interview soon with Duncan from the lab. Which is a perfect tie-in because I also had an email this week from aforementioned Doug, Duncan from um, the Silver Pan Lab. Now, what I like about both of these uh, companies, both the Cool Film Club and um, Silver Pan, is that they're both really engaged, like Analog Wonderland, in the community, um, and on Twitter in particular, you often see them in discussions and in conversations. Anyway, Duncan has written in to say, "Um, Hi, Sunnies, I hope you're doing well. As promised, here are the details of a little competition that at Slide Fanatics, this is on Twitter, at Slide Fanatics, uh, and I are running in conjunction with Lamb. Um, And here's what it says. Want to win all this slide film with the first roll you shoot developed and scanned for free by at Silver Pan Lab? Simply follow and retweet, uh, etc, etc. Best slashed funniest will win and the winner will be announced on Sunday, the 17th of June. So um, this is a competition that they're running. I think it's only on Twitter. I did this. You you did this. I I saw you did this. Yes, it was. Yours was. um, It's a long um, thread. 
it was it was a long thread and it also was a very much a self-fulfilling prophecy i i have written this therefore i will i must have won this therefore i have won this kind of thing mm. it was very meta i think you'll definitely yeah. win it was um, matthew perry and i were yeah if i don't know if you know uh, i think it's yeah isn't he the refrigerator the guy from american football no i think he was in friends oh yeah Yeah. sorry yeah i get confused between Uh, those two both of those i think he was the same guy in both (laughs) he was a very talented actor (laughs) yeah yeah that one the actor and i were you know chatting like we do no (laughs) going back and forth and applying uh some like ph- philosophical arguments to yeah to why I, I won that contest. So I'm excited to receive those that slide film. Well, I, I mean, so this is in some ways um, a slightly redundant uh, section then because you've all clearly already won. But yeah, for those no, people yeah. who wish to fruitlessly take part, I believe <laughs> that this runs until the 16th. So as you listen to this, there's only a couple of days left to get your entries in. Um, but if you go on to Twitter. And follow at Silverpan Lab and at Slide Fanatics, and tweet at them why you should win this selection of slide film. Uh, and so, what have we got here? So it's Velvia 50, Velvia 100, and Provia in 35 millimeter. And I love me some Provia, and some lovely Ektachrome E100 SW in 120. Um, oh, actually, and some of the other stuffs in 120 as well. It's a great selection of slide film. Uh, so jump onto Twitter. Follow those guys. Um, I was actually on the Silver Pan Lab uh, website earlier today because I've got some slide films I need developing. It's been in an envelope. Uh, some of that stuff has been in an envelope since the middle of last year. Um, I'm really bad at posting things, turns out. Uh, I've got a camera waiting to be repaired here, which has been sat in the box. All it needs to do is get that box closed into the post office. I can't do it. Um, but um, Silver Pan Lab, absolutely worth checking out. Uh, they've got some very good value prices on developing film, and I'm going to send my uh, slide film for sure off to be developed there. Because support new small young businesses. I know that there's ag labs out there who are doing great work. And in fact, Duncan in, in his email um, says he really enjoyed the interview with Matt Wells from ag. Um, sorry, AG. It is AG that it is chosen because it is the chemical symbol for silver. Yes. Apologies. Um, so um, yeah, Matt Wells from ag. Um, they just say <laughs> if everyone <laughs> a perspective from another lab, give me a shout. Um, so yeah, he, the, he lives up your way, Sai, Actually, by the way, but yeah, Matt does, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He lives near Inverness. There, 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 there's a collaboration available if ever I heard one. Yeah, um, I heard. Um, yeah, I heard somebody speaking about it uh, recently. He lives. Um, he guy, lives in some little place just north of Inverness. Yeah, and I, th- I think there, there's some other things going on that uh, I'm not sure I can speak about. But yeah. Um, yeah. What did you hear? Mm. What did you hear? Come on, I, I, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Well, this episode will never go out. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, check that out on Twitter, and also do check out silverpan.co.uk. Like I said, they are a um, fairly new lab, um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send some film off to them because why not they 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 got some got some cool pictures of the scanning stuff they got on there that they use and um support support these businesses that are out there because i the one thing we can say about all of them whether it's silver plan or the cool film club or analog wonderland nobody's in this to make a fast buck i like 
that's not why anybody is here. Everybody's here because they love analog photography and they they want to help promote it and and be part of it and and you know, let's just spread the support um because uh, it, it's great that so many of these people are you know it's, it's great to see new people coming into all of this i think it's very cool um and i will be obviously submitting my reason for why i should win this slide film and it will destroy all others um i think you'll probably say something like I, I, do, don't you know who i am and surely that'll be enough for me to, <laughs> to win the slide film <laughs> do you not realize yeah. who I am. Yeah. Oops, sorry aid time stamp that one then <laughs> okay all right getting over excited now let's move on yes so anyway um this seems like a perfect time to uh slot in the two minutes slash 15 minutes conversation with hamish gill regarding the pixelator uh, which we'll be releasing oh, on Kickstarter this week. So you, you haven't sent me the cut for that yet, just to set expectations for our listeners. Which is it, two minutes or 15 minutes? <laughs> it's very much 15. Look, it's Hamish. It's very much 15 minutes. But when I approached him about it, I did say, oh, we'll do this. In, this will be a couple of minutes. <laughs> but it's Hamish. He is incapable of not going off on the tangent. Um, okay, uh, okay, okay. but at least, at, least, at least tell me he's not in Eeyore mode. Oh, no, very much not, no. Well, I mean, he's as much not in Eeyore mode as Hamish can manage to not be in Eeyore mode. Um, actually, whilst we're talking about Hamish, have any of you gentlemen signed up for... There is a new Facebook group, which I feel... I suppose we ought to make people aware of, even though I disapprove strongly. Um, it's not that you disapprove uh, strongly of the group, is it? You disapprove strongly of Facebook. Oh, both. Um, oh, okay. Fair. <laughs> this is the, the the gas. I can't remember oh, what yeah. it's called now. Do any of you guys know what the actual name of this thing is? I <laughs> forget. Uh, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I forget what it is. Yeah, I've seen them. It's and, between him and Emulsive and everyone. And Yeah. And Bellamy. Uh, Bellamy uh, Hunt, yeah, too. And Cosmo Photo. Yeah, they, they, the long and short of it is they have all teamed up together to create a Facebook group which is entirely about um, analog photography gas. So getting on there and seeing and sharing pictures of cool film equipment. So if that's your thing, I don't know. (laughs) Go sign up, (laughs) I guess. I got a a message saying, oh, Hamish has added you to this group. And I went and looked at it and went, well, this is the worst source of trolling everywhere. One, it's on Facebook. And two, it's all pictures of equipment I will never be able to own. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. But imagine how good of a photographer you'd be if only you could have that other extra like or whatever. Oh, that's very true. Did you ever give Hamish back the like you borrowed off him? Uh, yeah, I had to. Uh, I had okay. to. He he threatened me with physical violence, which, with hindsight, I mean, given the fact that Hamish hey, is a very dinky little chap, I really shouldn't have paid much attention to because I could definitely <laughs> whoop him. But, oh well, too late now. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Okay. Right. So. Uh, okay. That that I think that's that actually is that is that the show done. Uh, not quite. Well, I said we'll slot in the lovely uh, stuff from Hamish right here, uh, and then after that, we'll come back with some emails. Does that sound good to you guys? Sounds good. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to a quick break then. <laughs> 
Well, listeners, here's the thing. When I came to add in the audio for my chat with Hamish, it turns out that the recording software packed up after nine seconds. So instead of the lovely 15-minute conversation I had with Hamish, I had nine seconds worth of it. Um, so I guess it falls to me to fill you in on what you need to know about the Pixelator Kickstarter, which will be starting very, very soon. Um, the first thing you need to know is where to go to find out more and to sign up for the mailing list. That is pixel spelt p-i-x-l dash l-a-t-r dot com go there go there now and sign up to be on the mailing list because hamish will be um releasing a mail to get a soft launch for the kickstarter early and there will be i think he said something like a hundred um, units available at the super low low price of only £25 um, so you'll want to jump on that very very quickly because uh, they will go fast even once the super early bird offer has gone the um, the price will not be high this is going to be a cheap item and incredibly useful one um, and what is the item well if you haven't heard Hamish on previous episodes talking about it the Pixelator is a lightweight uh, acrylic device built to hold negatives securely in place um, with a diffuser on the back so that you can put it over a light source and use a, a mirrorless camera or a DSLR to um, capture your negatives. Uh, it works with everything from um, 35mm to 120 up to 4x5 and in the medium format you can shoot I think put up to 6x12 size negs in there so um, yeah, it's it's really very useful, and as I said, when combined with ideally a um, a light box, or uh, you could use a, an iPad or something like that, or even just holding it up to a window and shooting like that, you can get pretty good results from this. Um, obviously, it's not going to replace a full time scanner, but it's also an awful lot cheaper than a full time scanner. Um, He's been working on it very, very hard. In fact, from our conversation, which I managed to lose, um, he's still been making design tweaks literally this week, even though the Kickstarter is going live tomorrow. Um, so a lot of time, thought and effort has gone into this. Uh, and because all that time, thought and effort has gone into this before the launch of the Kickstarter, that does mean that once the Kickstarter is finished, uh, Hamish is hoping to have the uh, products built and shipped out relatively quickly. Uh, I think he's targeting sort of end of August, September time, which seems very ambitious, but that's what he's aiming for. Um, if you want to find out more about this, there are lots of places which Hamish is going to be appearing over this next week. Uh, I think um, there are articles going up on DP Review, uh, Emulsive, Cosmo Photo. I saw something on um, the Shoot Film Co blog. It's going to be very, very hard to avoid seeing Hamish, uh, his lovely face, all over the internet this week. So um, do check it out. I genuinely think that this is an incredibly useful thing to have, even if you already have a scanner that does everything you need. This is perfect if you go away traveling. Um, this is just because it is, it's cheap and it's lightweight. And I think it's going to be really interesting seeing what people manage to do with it and the quality of the results people are able to get with it. Um, it has its own little built-in stand, which kind of hold, props it upright. Um, so the only thing that you'll need is something to hold the camera in place. The uh, item that keeps getting recommended is a, a 
copy stand, um, which I'm vaguely aware of what that is now, but I think Kaiser make a decent little copy stand. Um, once you've got those two things and the digital camera, you can digitize everything. Um, I'm really excited about it because as anybody who's listened to this podcast will know, I've really struggled with 4x5 negatives, so this could be the perfect solution to that problem for me. Anyway, go to pixellater.com. Again, that's P-I-X-L-L-A-T-R.com. Sign up for the newsletter now. If you're listening to this on Thursday morning, you do not have much time, so sign up straight away, and then you will get notified when the soft launch starts, uh, which could well be later today or perhaps early Friday morning, um, and you'll be in with a chance to get one of these super cheap early bird offers. uh, And then the main launch will happen, I think, late Friday, um, so not far away. Bon wish Hamish the very best of luck with this. I think this is a really cool thing and I hope it does well. And um, it's a real shame that I lost the audio, but as I said, there was nine seconds of it and it's just nine seconds of Golden Hamish. So I'll leave you with that before we get back to the show. What do you want me to say? I am a caterpillar and <clears throat> I like to eat vegetables and mostly leaves and peach. And we're back. And, oh, what can I say is coming up next, Graham? I think you've got some emails. I have indeed got some emails. So the first one is from a longtime friend of the show, Toby Vanderveld, who writes to us, Hello, Three Beams. I'm listening to the Cheap Shots Challenge judging this morning whilst washing up, because he lives a very glamorous lifestyle. (laughs) The selection of entries is superb, and I'm very much enjoying looking at them on your website, uh, sunny16podcast.com. I think my fave is the giant donut taken by J.M. Golding. There's been a lot of love for that shot. It was a really nice shot by J.M going um it's also nice to hear what eric sounds like i interact with him on insta regularly and his trials and tribulations with long expired film and classic slash vintage or indeed ancient slash knackered cameras (laughs) i enjoy very much a while ago i emailed you about my kodak vest pocket autographic uh the vel the fellows the bellows have been pushed in so they have skewered the light path and there's actually a picture here indicating such um, after a Twitter chat with Dan R. Smith and another con- correspondent whose handle I can't recall, I decided to get proactive. I removed the back hatch on the camera to reveal the inside uh, of the bellows, gave a gentle probing, um, phrasing, uh, and seemed to have managed to encourage the bell- bellows to fold in in the correct way again. They seemed light tight, and so now I need to run film through it. I do have one unexposed roll of FK100, but I sort of promised that to Kitty, uh, who is uh, Toby's delightful daughter, who we got to meet at the um, photography show. We did indeed, uh, yep. He was great, out there with the camera, shooting away. Um, I'll respool some 35mm onto backing paper, uh, or try circumcision. Uh, okay. <laughs> that sounds a bit drastic. Uh, is yeah. that, I, I, I mean, I, I've heard of several ways over the years to fix a bellows <laughs> with a light leak. But <laughs> that seems um, like that seems like a bit of an overcommitment. Yeah, 
I'm not sure what problem he's going to overcome with circumcision, but um, whatever needs to happen. Um, I've seen a video on YouTube in which a roll of 120 is is trimmed to 127 with with a cigar cutter. I'll keep you informed of my progress. Come the summer solstice, the nights will start to draw in. Oh, God, don't say that. I like it being nice and lightly. Uh, And I'll have more gorilla dark time room. Dark time, dark room time. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Till then, here are some pics of my uh, Kodak vest pocket autographic and a link to the circumcision video. Okay, Um, so so, so this part of the show has been brought to you this week by Belvedere Vodka. But their credit has run out and soon they're going to be replaced by Smirnoff Red, which means you might wish to turn off now. Look, you don't want a podcast to go Smirnoff Red. You really don't want a Smirnoff Red podcast. Look, it says circumcision. I'll accept responsibility for a lot of the errors, but that's not mine. Okay, let's try and give Toad the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he typed that on his phone and it's an autocorrect issue or something. Maybe, maybe. I've actually got one of these Kodak vest pockets. They're very cool old cameras. So what these vest pockets are, these autographic cameras, back in the day, by which I mean back in the, I think they're about 1920s, um, they were roll film cameras. They're not 120 size. They're some slightly weird size, which is why Toby's having these problems with getting the film to fit it. Um, But they had this little window on the back and a, a sort of pen attached to the camera where you could pull down the window and write on each photo and it would kind of expose a little bit of writing on the actual print itself so they're very very cool i mean unfortunately there's obviously no film that works with that to be able to do that today but what what a cool idea being able to actually have your like print inscribed on each negative Uh, i think that's very cool so um Good luck with the circumcision, Toby. Uh, Toby did send. Uh, obviously, as he as he mentioned, he was listening to the um, listening to the judging show whilst uh, whilst writing that email. We did get a follow up email um, to that, which says uh, "Re Cheap Shots Challenge Food Fight Presenters Results," which simply reads "Ha ha 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 ha." Best wishes, Toby Van der Velde. So excellent. Um, yeah, nuts to you, Toby. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's very well observed of him. Yes, indeed. Well, whilst we're talking cheap shots, this is fantastic. This is the quickest I have ever known. We have had the first submission to the the current round of the cheap shots challenge. Uh, Eric decided last week that this round would be landscapes, and we have had an entry for the landscape challenge from first-time emailer James Har. And this is great. So James writes... Hey, Sunbeams, this is my first time entering the Cheap Shots Challenge, but I have been cheap for a very long time now. (laughs) Uh, It's a proud boast. The camera, which is a 1915 Kodak Brownie 2A box camera, um, was given as a free gift, so I invested zero dollars there. The film was hand-rolled from a 100-foot spool of expired 70mm Vericolor 3, which I bought cheap on the auction site, which shall remain unnamed. Um, so I've never even thought about this. This idea of respooling 35mm film, we're all on board with that, but 70mm film? Um, is you One of you three guys can probably... Is 70mm the same as 120 in terms of size? No. It wouldn't be. 120 is 60 mil. 70 mil is movie film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So it's, yeah. 
in in terms of a size 70 millis movie film i mean whether it would have you know uh a, a remjet on it or anything like that i don't uh, like the, uh, the modern will. movie films do i don't know it will it should have a uh, will have a remjet i believe right Oh, Dave, I don't think you should but speak about this. But it also has perforations, too. So I think, I guess, if you cut the perforations, right, sure. it's going to be perforated and rem- have remjet. Okay, cool. Well, I'll carry on with the email. Yeah, because um, I know that as part of the um, ultra-large format stuff that Ilford do, they have some 70mm stuff on there sometimes. Anyway, um, so a dollar there for a shot, give or take. I developed the film myself in C41 chemicals that I mixed myself. This is so fantastic. Eric would be um, proud. That, yeah, that comes out to about $5 per litre. So maybe 40 or 50% per cycle, per dev cycle. Now, there were some development issues, as is witnessed witnessed by the noticeable blue blobs. Um, So when you see this picture, uh, listeners, you'll understand there are a couple of uh, noticeably large blue globs on this picture. Um, But that could be down to the fact that I'm hijacking an old 120 spool and wedging the 70 millimeter film into it so it will fit into my Patterson tank. So all told, the shots from this film cost less than $2, and I had a load of fun walking around the lake and pretending it was 1915 again. Note, uh, $2 in 2018 currency would be about $50 in 1950 $1915, so maybe I overspent. Keep up the good work, James Haar. Um, well, that's wonderful. I mean, holy cow. All, all of that is pretty awesome. I'm starting to feel stressed out actually already. You know, I need to to rush out and shoot some landscapes, but it's dark outside. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's a, it's a lovely shot. Um, I I love the fact that James is respooling 70 millimeter film. I love the fact that he's mixing his own C41 chemicals, uh, which, as you said, Eric would very much appreciate. And also, I love the fact that in less than one week. Uh, from when we announced the new Cheap Shots Challenge. We've got the first entry in. Uh, so get on it, people. The bar has been set, and it has been set high by James's good work here. So get your landscape shots in on those cheap cameras. Good, good cheap plastic cameras. Um, Dave, do, do you yeah. have any good plastic cameras kicking around? Oh, I just happen to have quite, quite a few uh, plastic cameras. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Simon, how many... How, how much did I pay for all these plastic cameras? Side, do you know? Um, I just want to go home. So, well, I'm going to guess that free is the answer to that, which is very cheap indeed. So that's fantastic. Um, whilst we're talking about cheap shots, aid, I just wanted to give you a couple of, and I know I've forgotten at least one of these, but, um, but a couple of updates following on from last week's cheap shots challenge. The first one, uh, Chris Mina got in touch. You'll like this aid. Uh, Chris Mina, who provided us with the um, wonderful picture of the avocado on toast. And there was discussion. It was a good photo. It was a very lovely photo on, on Solaris or a Ferrania film. And there was discussion about the topping on the uh, avocado. And you went, ah, oh, the nice size bacon bits. And Eric and I both went, oh, that's salsa. It was bacon bits. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I saw that actually. I um, uh, I saw uh, a response from Chris, and uh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And, and why would it not be bacon? I mean, <laughs> ruined it. Absolutely ruined it, Chris. <laughs> if I'd known that, I would have disqualified the picture. Um, 
Roger Lund got in touch. Now, well, we very much enjoyed Roger's pictures, but one of the things we did say was, oh, they're not terribly foodie, but, you know, fishing, there's a food link there. Um, Roger, who is doing the diligent work of wading through past episodes, I think he said he's up to episode 42 or something at the moment. Oh, has he actually um, entered he, a different round of the Cheap Shots? Yeah, he entered, <laughs> he entered the last round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, which was activities. Now, fortunately, the activity which he captured was fishing, so it fit in perfectly and we were none the wiser. But there you go. That's why they were not terribly... Uh, terribly on topic but that was lovely and uh, finally um we were wondering about the pictures which jm golding took at the technology site that she was talking about and it was pointed out to us that cupcake and donut were both names of android updates so it turns out that that may well be the uh technology uh... site that she was occupying at the time so um Yes, thank that you made, very that, much. That makes sense because you get then things like ice cream sandwich and stuff, don't you? I know these are all old versions of Android, but I don't really know a lot about Android. But Yes, and Kit Kat and all stuff like that. They always like to go, or they certainly always <laughs> did go with food types. I don't know whether they still do or not, but uh, yes, Donut, Cupcake uh, were certainly both ones. So it seems quite likely that Jam Golding was on the Google site. Who knows what she was doing there? Something exciting, hopefully. Taking very nice pictures, clearly. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay, right. Any any more emails? Any more? Any more contacts? Any more shout outs? I think that is the best my brain can manage at this alcohol bottle time. Apologies to anybody. <laughs> okay, so hey, I have an announcement, everyone. Um, oh, no. there's a, the, just so everyone know, um, Danger Boys <laughs> Photography is now an account on Instagram. Danger so, Boys Photography. So, so yeah. So danger. So let, let's say so danger. I think the, boys, the boys, is the boys, boys with boys with a photo. Z. But, uh, fo- the boys photo. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> the boys photo, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so letter D, boys with yeah. a, boys with a Z or a Z photo, P H O T O is a yeah. new Instagram account account created uh, since we spoke in During the break about podcast, the. Fa- yeah. Okay, right. So, and, and, so if you want to see the cool stuff Simon and I do, but you don't want to see Simon's selfies, <laughs> you follow the boys. Okay. Well, I, perfect. I, am I allowed on it? Yeah, I mean, I'll give as you the logger you details if you, you know, if you... Uh, okay, okay. Like so, so we have we, we have a few, uh, well, we have we have a, a few links to, to your work, you guys, in uh, our show notes. Um uh, at si si riddell uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. at d bloomsday uh, now also at the boys photo on Instagram uh, we'll <laughs> yeah. publish a link to bring Drony home uh, I've also found a link to Simon Sy's work published in the Royal Photographic Society's uh, I don't know it, online magazine is that was yeah it's like an analog uh, edition of the online magazine yeah so uh, so so we, we we I've captured all those and those will be in the show notes for everybody that uh, that that wants to go see um, well I think I think that brings us to the end of the show so uh, what can I say so thank you very much for being on the show no worries thank you very much for having me and Dave thank you very much for being on the show yeah. thanks so much for having us it was a blast have you both enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, would you, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no. Especially now you made that beautiful noise at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't like to assume. I don't like to yeah, assume. Yeah, it's like you're tickling my ear or something. <laughs> I'm just very excited to have been around at the inception of the boys. <laughs> I know when we look back on this, when we look back on this night in 25 years time, and and the boys photo is is a global brand, you know. Yeah, the boys. The boys. Oh man. Well, I credited Sunny Sixteen. The 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 account, um, the profile description says Sunny Sixteen podcast forced us to make this account so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're gonna go down in history okay well, well do uh, do that so mostly mostly graham of course on sunny 16 podcast and instagram and actually you're it's mostly you graham on our twitter account at the moment isn't it i every time i try to get there yeah you, you've already got there ahead of me so clearly you've got a I, lot of roots to somebody <laughs> a lot of a lot of social media you know energy going in there from you at the moment uh, you can catch us all our shows and, and catch the uh, Cheap Shots Challenge entries at sunny16podcast.com. You can email us sunny16podcast at gmail.co. No, not gmail.co. Gmail.com again. Why do I say that? Never mind. It is getting late and all of us have been drinking. Um, <laughs> I haven't at all. You were. You so just I'm, ran out. I'm drinking Prosecco. <laughs> you just ran out. You drink. Yeah, but that, that's just like Ribena, isn't it? But just without the, the red stuff. And the fizzy stuff, <laughs> isn't it? I'm not sure I'd consider Prosecco to be much like Ribena. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, and on not note, we're going to ask Rachel's band, Rocker, to play us out. Uh, you can get their album, Promises I Should Have Kept, uh, on Spotify, Amazon, or iTunes. Uh, it's been, uh, well, uh, to, to, to coin a phrase that Dave just used, it's been a blast. Um, great to talk to you all, listeners. Uh, we will be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.